when you're creating something for yourself, for your own life, there is no one else that is going to celebrate you except yourself. And so you're responsible to pat yourself on the back. When you're in a space of having received this reward, you're motivated to do more. Hello, beautiful souls. It is no accident that you are here. You are not alone and you don't have to be. Lessons and Soul Fashions is a place where we crack ourselves wide open with stories and lessons that leave you feeling empowered and liberated. This is a space of acceptance and redemption. We open up about our most vulnerable experiences and how our past has become our soul lesson. Because when we speak our truth, we give others permission to do the same. We are your hosts, Ayana and Maya, and we hope our truths ignite the light that is already within you. So who doesn't want to create the life that they want? Isn't this what it's all about waking up every day and just saying to yourself, I want to create a life of happiness. I want to be fulfilled. I want to wake up every day saying, yes, I am in love with life. And the reality of it all is that sometimes we get stuck Sometimes we are so in the flow of what society had expected of us that we wake up one day and we're just, whoa, how did we even get here? And so today's conversation is going to be so fun, so exciting, because we are here to tell you that you have the magical power to create anything that you want. And I know it can sound so big that you're just, where do I even begin? But we have come up with five simple steps to creating the life that you want. I think that what is so beautiful about our partnership, but also really about the way that Maya's brain works, is we take these spiritual, esoteric, abstract concepts and continuously ask ourselves now, how can I become it? How can I integrate it? How can I put this into something that feels tangible enough that when I explain it to someone who is not from the self-development world at all, that they get it, that they feel excited and empowered by it. And so mindset is such an important conversation to have, but even more so, it's such an important conversation to turn into something tangible because we're already in our heads all day every day. And so we're going to try to create this opportunity for us to get out of our heads and bring the mind all the way through this five-step process. 
So before I get into step one, I do want to share why it is so important because the reality of life, this plane that we're on, is that we are the creators, the directors of our own lives. So the term radical responsibility, it means that you are authentically so deeply aware of the truth that you are the sole writer of your life. And the reason why this is so important is because you can literally have anything that you want. You can obtain anything that you want. But sometimes when we don't have friends or community or others around us supporting us to let us know that it's possible, we do get stuck in our minds like Ayana was just mentioning. It is such a mind fuck, excuse my language. And so the reason why this is important is because we want you to know that anything is possible. You can literally create anything you want. And I think one of the things that people really need support with is, well, then how do I even do it? What are the first steps? And so the five steps are five eyes. This is to also help you remember this a lot easier. So the first I is initiate. So this is the space where you get to discuss discover yourself. You get to be in a complete awareness of your desires, of your dreams. This is probably one of the most fun parts because you get to be limitless. You get to be creative. You get to be as obscure or crazy as you want to be in this space. Before I go into the actual practices, I would love for you to contribute what this stage means to you. This stage of initiate to me is similarly to what you just said. It's so fun and enjoyable. I really perceive initiate as this inner fire, this enthusiasm, this inspiration, that gets sparked by something maybe outside of you, maybe something that's inside of you, but you look at something and you just feel drawn to it or you feel intrigued by a concept, a modality, a person. It can really be absolutely anything. But to me, initiate for my initiations, my enthusiasm is what drives me there. And that's why it's fun because at least for myself, I love to feel that wave of creativity and inspiration just coming up. And as Maya mentioned, it's absolutely endless. You have no idea what's going to come out of it. And even if anything is going to come out of it, and it's such a fun, exciting stage to be in, it's almost like dating (laughs) when you just meet someone and you have no idea whether it's going to go somewhere or not. But you just feel those butterflies and you feel all of this potential and this person could be the one. Everything and anything could happen. And that's really exciting. To know that anything can happen is so exciting. One of the things that you had brought up was inner fire. Yes, 
tap into that. The initiate stage is about connecting with your passion. It's about connecting with your purpose. So imagine that you have a fully blank canvas. Don't think about where you currently are or your circumstance. Start from a blank slate and ask yourself, if time and money were not an issue, what would you want to experience in life? And this is a foundation of this space. And so you can go even deeper and ask yourself, what are your biggest dreams? What does light your soul on fire? What can bring me joy? And so in this space of initiating, it's another word for igniting. Light yourself up to what you have wanted to do when you were a kid. What was it that you really wanted to share and do and give to the world? But it was adulting that suppressed all of that. And tap into that and allow that to come alive. I would love to ask a question about this and just confirm also for our audience. The initiate process is something that you can decide to tap into. So it's not something that you need to wait for. You don't need to wait for the inspiration to come and then for that to be the moment of now I'm going to initiate. You can tap into that energy of I want to initiate something by following the journey and the prompts that you just mentioned, such as asking yourself, what did I enjoy doing as a child? What brings me joy? What lights my soul on fire? And then sparking and igniting your fire from within. Is that correct? 100%. This phase is all you. If it was an external initiation, usually it would be the universe like creating an accident where then you'd have to wake up and initiate a change. But then it's still up to you to initiate that change. So this is all your responsibility. And it's all about what do you want to create? It's coming back to that blank canvas because you don't have to wait for something to happen to you. Your life can be as joyful and exciting already. And it doesn't mean that you cannot use this five-step process to continue to create a more expansive version of your current reality. Yes, thank you so much for that clarification because I caught myself in it for a moment that I thought, do I need to wait for something to spark that initiation? And so just the confirmation that this is something that we create from within ourselves, even if it is something, quote unquote, on the outside that we observe that may trigger it, it's still up to us to actually follow that spark and fully set the initiation in motion, which to me just feels very empowering. Oh, yeah, you are so responsible for yourself. And I really appreciate that you brought up this idea of waiting for the spark. So 
Julia Cameron speaks about this in her book, The Artist's Way. And she is addressing creativity in this respect of a lot of people wait for creativity to just happen. And that's why they get into this roller coaster and ebb and flow of, oh, I have writer's block or creative block or whatever. And then when the inspiration sparks, it's almost like they're manic and they're working all night and they're really holding on to this creative flow. But the thing about the spark is that it is something that you can exercise so that you can tap into the spark whenever you want. And so I really want to encourage everybody to tap into that and really allow yourself to open up to that fire that is already within you. If you're alive, you have fire in you. It's about exercising that muscle to keep it lit. Ooh, I feel that all the way up and down my spine and would love for you to move us into the next step. Yeah, so number two, the second I is intention. So for those of you who know me, I'm probably one of the most intentional people you'll ever meet. Everything I do is for a reason. It's for a bigger purpose. It is for my goals. It is for my fulfillment. And so this is probably one of my favorite stages. And this is your why. The reason why it is so important to create it is because when we are thinking of our vision, our dream, it can get really daunting, especially when you get into the action stages, when you're executing it. Let's just say you're thinking of quitting your job and then becoming an online coach and then having this community of a million people. There is going to be a lot of work that is going to be involved in that whole process. It's going to be emotional. It's going to be physical. It's going to be financially emotional. So creating your intention at the beginning is that spark that keeps you motivated. It is your why. And so you can view this as this is your mission statement of everything. I think you brought in something so beautiful there by highlighting the fact that it's not always easy to get to our goals. It's really an emotional experience. There's a lot that we need to get through emotionally, physically, spiritually, on all of the layers to really become the person that we need to be to be able to live those goals. And so it's easy to give up. When we're in the initiation or inspiration phase, you have so much motivation. It's all you want to do. It's so exciting because the possibilities are endless. 
But by the time that you get to the action phase, you might lose the motivation, get overwhelmed. You'll bump into hurdles that maybe you did or didn't expect, but they hit you harder than what you had expected. And the sexiness of the idea dissolves in the reality of getting towards it. And so it's really important for us to have an anchor to be able to go back to something that grounds us in the reason why. It's really your reminder for when times get hard that it is worth it because your why is bigger than any momentary discomfort could be. And this is why you create one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. The first thing I really want you to do here is go straight to your heart. Don't create your why from your mind. Create your why from your heart, your soul, your being. You can begin from a space of meditation. You can just sit in silence. Go into nature. I usually get a lot of downloads in nature when you're so connected. And in creating your whys, you want to have emotions connected to it. How does it actually make you feel? So for example, let's just say that my big vision right now is to have a Netflix series where I am a speaker, just like Brene Brown. She had her own Netflix series on vulnerability. I'm like, oh my God, that is my dream. And my why is because I want to share my message with the world. And my message is to help others, to empower others, to live authentically as themselves, to accept themselves exactly as they are, to be kind to themselves, to be kind to others, and to live in a space of joy. That is my why. And then how does that why make me feel? It makes me feel so at peace. It makes me feel that I am of service to humanity. It makes me feel I'm living in my purpose. It makes me feel I am making a difference in this world so that the world can be a better and happier place. So there's two parts to this. It's actually creating the intention and then it's creating the emotion of the intention. I just want to take a moment to really appreciate what you shared. Because as you were expressing your why, as you were expressing the emotions that are connected to them, the peace, and that you're really here to create a better world, I could feel that in every vibra of my being, in all of my cells, that that is truly why you are here. And I want to acknowledge that this is the power of having a why. It's something that when you say it, the vibration and the frequency that comes through you, that is already healing. When you express your why from this authentic space, 
you are already healing the people around you because you're reminding them that there's a why inside of them too that deserves to come out. They are reminded of how beautiful and good it feels when someone is expressing themselves authentically. And that might just be their spark of inspiration and initiation to set them on this path as well. So that's really something that I feel grateful for right now. And I wanted to take that moment. Thank you for your reflection, because as I was sharing it, my heart was so full and it was almost this out-of-body experience. And so to have that move you, that is what is going to initiate that change to help you continue the journey of what you want to create, especially when times get hard it'll reignite that flame within you. So I want to close up the second step by just clearing it up a little bit more. So there's actually three steps to this. The first is creating that intention. The second is creating the feelings behind it. And the third thing that I want you to do is print it out or write it out, whatever it is. And I want you to stick it somewhere where you can see it, whether it's in your bathroom mirror, by your office desk, but have it visible for you so that it is a constant reminder of why you're doing what you're doing. So important to be reminded because it is very easy to write down your intentions or create a vision board and then never look at it until six months later. And you think, oh yeah, that's something I said I wanted. With that, however, I would love to go into the next step. Yay! So this can also be a very fun stage if you're a total nerd like we are because we love doing research. So step three, the third I is investigate. So there are two parts to investigation. And the first is the research and the second is the development. And they're usually one and the same. The reason why this stage is so important is because I know for all of you Vatas out there that when you get the spark of inspiration, then you just go and then you just do. But then you don't finish it. There's not a follow through. And that is why I feel like this is such an important stage because you are doing the research to set yourself up for success. You're researching what is required of you, of your skills, of your emotional, physical capacity, of where you're at in your life and what are the things that need to change. This is the space where you're doing the research so that you can comprehend what needs to happen in your life to make this happen. So with the research phase, most people use Google, but there are a lot of search engines out there that I recommend, like DuckGo is a great one. And my favorite one is Ecosia. Every time you search in this engine, they plant a tree. 
this is really amazing. I highly recommend researching it. So in this stage of investigation, not only do you have the resource of search engines, but ask your friends. Ask them what do they think about this idea? What suggestions do they have? Talk to a business coach or a mentor, a teacher, and make sure you speak to someone that you trust. Don't speak to that negative aunt that literally shuts everything down and has a very limited mindset. You really want to speak to people who are open to possibilities and who are supporting you. And then the last is researching others who have done it before. So I would say this is probably one of the most important ones because this is what's going to mentally prepare you for the hurdles. For example, let's just say that you want to create a community platform like Slack. So if you follow the CEO of Slack, he is really amazing. And he's also probably one of the laziest people you'll ever meet. And that's what he claims. Those are his words, not mine. (laughs) And so if you follow their steps of the things that they had to overcome to create something that already exists, but is different. Because so many companies are now using Slack and they're really successful. And so he was so aware of his own personality, of how he shows up, that instead of viewing his laziness as a negative thing, he really took charge and delegated a lot of the work that he had to creating this perfect company. The intention of sharing this is when you are looking at someone else's journey, it lets you realize it is not all flowers and rainbows, that there are hiccups and hurdles, and that there are going to be investors who don't believe in you, that there are going to be Those who don't think that your plan is going to work, that no one is going to use it because there's already Google chat, there's already iMessage, all of these other communication platforms that are available. Why would we need one more? So it is really allowing you to know what are the hurdles because you're most likely going to experience it too. And it just prepares you to know, oh, this is normal. It's okay that I'm experiencing this. This isn't failure. This obstacle isn't going to hold me back. This is a part of the process. I would love to add a nuance here because I think it's really important that we then don't go to just look at people who we think have the goals that we want to move towards on platforms such as Instagram. Many social media platforms, they actually aren't showing the fullness of the journey. They actually aren't speaking about the hurdles that they had to overcome to get to the beautiful place that they are, or maybe the hurdles that they are still overcoming 
every single day to stay there. And so I think it's important for us to add into this recommendation, really look to maybe biographies. When someone shares their life story of how they've come to where they've come, those parts will always show the vulnerability because that is so much a part of the journey that also makes them relatable. So look up articles and interviews that people are having expressing the story of their lives because truly I think that's really where we can find a lot of nuances. And even better, try to find people you can have actual conversations with and you can ask them, what were the hardest parts about getting to where you are today? What did you have to overcome? What did you have to release? What did you need to let go? That was really hard for you to be where you are. And that is exactly as Maya said, you'll see that you're not alone in the struggle. And even more importantly, the quote unquote struggle might not actually be struggle. It's just part of the process of releasing the old so that we can create space for the new. That's a whole other reframe story. <laughs> I will not go on that tangent just yet. <laughs> I mean, I love how you brought this in because social media is so prevalent and it is called a highlight reel. They're only sharing what it is that they want you to see, which is the end goal and the result. And that's what sells. That is the sexy part that you're talking about earlier understanding that also remembering that in this investigation stage to not compare yourself the intention of this isn't to make you feel bad about yourself the intention is to inspire you to know that oh my god it is possible if someone else can do this i can too the difference between someone who did it and someone who didn't is that the person who did it just did it they took the action and they did it. That's literally the only difference. And so you can do it too. And so the second part of the investigation stage is the development. And Ayana and I were talking about this beforehand. And so we're really going to navigate making this as tangible and simple as possible. So in the development stage, what you want to create is a strategy, a game plan. And you want this to be a smart strategy, not a strategy that is going to be so difficult for you to achieve that you end up giving everything up all together. So in this, the step that we recommend is to reverse engineer where you want to be to where you are today. So to reverse engineer, it means work your way backward. So an example that we have is, let's just say that you are currently in the marketing department of a company. And now you want to be in IT because you are so fascinated about coding and you're just like, I want to do a whole career change. I don't want to talk to people anymore. I want to be totally recluse in this back room of this company. I don't know. So you have to think about where you are today and how you're going to get there. So in order for you to get this job, let's just say you want to stay at the same company. 
you have to have your boss hire you. And so what are the things that you're going to need to get hired? Well, you're going to need to create a resume. You're going to need to interview. And in order to get that interview, you're going to have to have a really good resume because this is a great company that you're working for and you're striving for the best. Then what is going to be in the resume? Well, you're going to need the skills for the resume. So how are you going to obtain the skills? Then you can start thinking about whether it is you want to take an online course. Community colleges offers extension courses for these type of hard skills. And so you want to think about, well, what do I need to do in order to fulfill the skills of that? And then continue to work your way backwards. So now that we have reverse engineered everything, now just start putting it back in order. So that just means the first step that you need to do is figure out how you're going to acquire this skill. And then you start researching, well, where are the places that are going to offer this? How long is it going to take me? Let's just say it takes you five months to acquire this skill because you found this speedy course that you're able to do in five months. Perfect. You spend the next five months doing that. And then what is the next step? Then you start creating your resume and then you create your resume. And then what's the next step? Then you start submitting your resume, not only to your current company, but to other companies. And then you continue to go from there until you get the position or your goal or what you have originally initiated. Our sponsor, Yip.com, is a platform that helps entrepreneurs and creators reach people wherever and whenever. They encourage people to start a business, grow as an individual, and achieve their full potential in a fun way. Their mission is to inspire people to do what they love. Yip.com gives entrepreneurs the opportunity to take their traditional brick and mortar business online. Are you a life coach, a fitness instructor, or maybe a therapist that's tired of having to chase clients for payments? Do you want to grow your business across borders without the high costs of opening a physical location? Then Yip is the platform for you. Yip offers online video solutions, seamless payments, direct messaging to clients, an online marketplace, and automatic invoicing all in one. It allows you to really focus on your customers and for your customers to connect with you in a way they've never been able to before. As two entrepreneurs who love what we do, we feel so supported by the platform Yip.com has created and couldn't help but share this with you as our listener. Check them out and sign up today by visiting Yip.com. That's yip.com. I loved this breakdown. I'm almost envisioning a pyramid where you go one way and then you go back. The way that I really envision this is that, as you mentioned, it's a journey. Start where you know you want to be. Because sometimes it's a lot easier for us to get lost in the details. When there's such a huge gap between where I am today, me personally, I get really overwhelmed sometimes by how big my goals are and where I am today. To remove that overwhelm from the equation, breaking it down into tangible steps makes it a lot easier for me to digest and realize, wait, 
this step I can take today. And I know that it'll bring me closer to my goal because I reverse engineered it from my goal. So I'm not just taking random steps, hoping that it's going to bring me where I want to be. I've really created that strategy and made sure that to get to where I want to be, I know what that means for me today. So it feels really empowering, but also keeps you in the present moment because that is such a pitfall of having goals that we start living in that goal, that projection into the future, who we think we should be, and then feeling inadequate in the now because we're not there yet. Whereas what Maya just shared gives us the permission to be in the now because we know that we are exactly where we're meant to be. And we're taking it one step at a time. And that if we stay consistent with taking those steps, we will get to where we need to go. So I find it really empowering. You're talking about breaking it down into chunks that make it easier for us to approach. It's simply more approachable. And so it allows us to know that these steps are possible. So instead of thinking about how am I going to get this job, think about how am I going to start applying at different places so that I can start acquiring the skill. So those are two completely different things. And I know that this is why this strategy works so well is because it becomes less intimidating which then leads to the fourth step in the fourth I, which is implement. And I really appreciate you had brought in the word consistency. So if you've heard of the concept, a penny a day, a penny is so minimal. It will buy you nothing these days. Probably 10 cents still buys you nothing these days. But just imagine if you are literally putting a penny away a day, you will totally become a millionaire. And so that's what it means to be consistent. It doesn't have to be this whole grand action that you have to take every day. It's just even spending five minutes a day doing what it is that you want because most of us already have a full schedule. We have a full-time job. You are married and have kids or you already have commitments. So when you're creating something new, you're going to have to create the consistency at the beginning during the extra times that you have and you have to put in that extra effort. And so taking the previous step of reverse engineering, we had broken it down into chunks. Now, this is where you want to take those chunks and then break it down into even smaller chunks so that now you have a weekly goal. So let's just use the exact same example we did in the previous step, which is becoming an IT skilled person. And so your goal for week one could simply be research five institutions that I would consider learning this skill from. Research 
five online platforms like Udemy to see if I can learn my skills there. So your goal for that week can just be research. That is the action within itself. That is getting you closer to where it is that you want to be. So you want to break these down into a week-long goal. And this is in reference to what you had developed from when you reverse engineered. So you're matching these two. And so the timeline isn't going to be an arbitrary timeline that you put on yourself in the development stage. You're not going to create any timelines. But the fact that you're taking action every week is enough. You don't need to stress yourself out by creating these timelines. So as long as you're doing something every week, that is amazing. And so with that, since you are creating a goal that you're going to achieve every week, I also want you to create a reward system. I want you to reward yourself for achieving that goal. And it is so important. It doesn't seem like a big deal now, but once you're six months in of every week just taking action, this will play a huge role in your success because this is what is allowing you to know that I am making strides. If you're not rewarding yourself six months in, you're gonna feel like you're not going anywhere. And this is a reminder that you are moving closer toward your goal. I think it's so important for us to celebrate ourselves every step of the way. Celebrate the fact that you have a goal. Celebrate the fact that you showed up on week one, week two, maybe skipped week three, but got back on the wagon on week four. As we are rewarding ourselves, it's really a behavioral reconditioning. When you celebrate that something went well, you are telling your body, your mind that you're going in the right direction and that will keep you motivated and continuing to move forward. And exactly as Maya said, if you're not celebrating six months in, you will feel like you have not achieved anything. And I think that this is something that at least I know for myself, I have experienced so often because I love setting goals and projecting into the future and working towards it. But I really need to remind myself to stand still and celebrate how far I have come. To take that moment and say, yes, maybe I'm not there yet, but where I am is pretty awesome. Let me take a pause right here. I'm really grateful that this is one of the first points that you're bringing in to implementation. Don't just implement the to-dos to hit your goal. Implement the celebration. It is so important to stay in a space of joy when you're creating the life that you want. Because we as humans respond really well to rewards and affirmations. So when we're in school and we get a sticker, we really appreciate that and that motivates us to be even better. 
when we get a promotion at work, that is our reward to know I've been doing good. And when you're creating something for yourself, for your own life, there is no one else that is going to celebrate you except yourself. And so you're responsible to pat yourself on the back. When you're in a space of having received this reward, you're motivated to do more. You're responsible to give yourself a promotion and whatever the promotion means. So give yourself a massage. And it can be really simple, especially if I'm doing it every week. A reward can be, if I complete this goal, then I am going to go out into nature and do nothing for an hour. Or a reward for me could be, I'm going to eat two chocolate chip cookies today instead of one. It can be anything. It doesn't have to be something massive. And it can be big. It can be going out to a really nice dinner. It can be buying yourself a new pair of shoes if that's what resonates with you. But it doesn't have to be so extreme. It can be really simple. Another one that I really appreciate because my girlfriend and I, we were doing this together, is her reward was to take a nap. Just giving herself that mindful space of, I'm just going to sleep and I deserve this. And she's not going to stress about all of the things that she needs to do. She's going to allow her that time to do absolutely nothing and rest. And so you can get really creative with your reward system. So I would love to add two things to this because in the implementation I just shared all of these things about how you're holding yourself accountable and how you're rewarding yourself. I also recommend if you have a community to have an accountability partner in this, especially if you're a solo entrepreneur or if you're doing this by yourself, it is nice to have someone else who can hold you accountable because you're more likely to achieve your goals when you put it out there. So if you don't have an accountability partner, if you have social media, just hold yourself accountable publicly. That system can be your accountability partner. Or if you have a community, what I like to do with my girlfriends is we love to share our wins. We love to celebrate each other. And at first, when we were doing this as a woman who have never been taught to celebrate my wins, it really came off as if, I was bragging or I was in my ego. And so I had a really hard time celebrating or sharing. This is what happened to me and I'm really celebrating it. When I got to practice this with my circle, with my tribe, it feels so good to put it out there and have women cheering me on and continuing to pray and uplift where I'm at and still seeing me in an even bigger light than where I currently am. And that just reinforces everything that I'm doing that I consider the hard work, the sweat, the tears, the trials, the errors, the consistency of the doing. And the rewards you'll find is where you start shifting your mindset from, oh, This is the journey versus I'm trying to get to the destination. I'm really 
envisioning through what you said that there is such a importance in finding, keeping, and holding community. Because what you've just described, the circle that you've created with your friends where you share the wins with each other and celebrate and pray for one another, to me, it really sounds like this reflection exercise. You're all reflecting your light back at one another. When one person expresses her win and the other one smiles and shines brightly and says, that is so amazing, you're really getting your win reflected back to you. It allows you to observe your own win in a way that is difficult when we only have that conversation in our own minds. It's really you're receiving it now through the lens of someone else, which helps you to really feel it, to feel that gratitude for what you have created for yourself or how far you've come. And I love that final nuance that you brought in, that it becomes about the journey rather than the goal. It's so important that we start our goals with how we want to feel first for this very reason. Because as you deepen into the journey, you realize it's not about the goal at all. So you want to make sure that the feeling you committed to experiencing is one that you want to feel because that's what you're going to experience throughout that journey. And you'll realize, wait, this was the point. I just needed to put a goal there so that I could allow myself to really be in the journey. Thank you for that reflection, love. Our last step, the fifth I, is integrate. So as you all know, embodiment is totally our jam over here. And so this is probably one of the most important steps. I've probably said that about every step. So they're all important. (laughs) It's all a part of the cycle. They're a part of a process. You can't skip any of the steps. (laughs) Exactly. And this is where you get to harvest all of the hard work that you have put into everything that we just talked about. You're putting in that energy, you're putting in your heart, your soul. And this is a space where you fully surrender. So I would say conceptually, this is probably one of the most difficult stages because surrendering what we have put in so much of our hard work into to let go of that and surrender it is really difficult. It's our baby. And it is so important to release that attachment and allow yourself to take a step back, rest, and then overview everything from a perspective of a higher lens so that you can take what has been working. So take what resonates and release what is not working and continue to refine what it is that you're creating. Because getting to a goal, there are many different paths that you can take to achieving your goal. And so in this process, there's going to be trial and error. And in this, you want to refine your process, your 
flow your goals so that it is in integrity with the feelings you had created in your intention. So a prime example of this is if you want to become an online coach and then you realize that as a solo entrepreneur and a coach, you're going to have to hop on sales calls with people and you hate doing sales calls. But everyone that you talk to, they'll tell you this is one of the most important parts of your business. And so you keep doing it, you keep doing it, but then it's exhausting. And then you start resenting your business. And so this is a space where you're reflecting with, you know what, I absolutely don't like to do sales and you have to be honest with yourself. And the refinement is, well, one, do I want to outsource? Two, do I just want to get creative and not even do sales and do another style of marketing where I can bring people in? And so this is the space where you're going to be so honest about what is working and not what you should do, but really aligning with yourself and your soul and your energy of what feels good for me to express and continue to allow your path to be your way versus a way that other people have told you and you're trying to fit into this mold of this path because long-term, it's not sustainable. There is something so full circle about what you just shared. Because remember, we started with how do you want to feel? In the integration process, as you quote unquote have reached the goal that you set out for yourself, this is the time where you check in. Do I actually feel the way that I set out wanting to feel? And if the answer is no, or sometimes, that's how you can understand that you haven't really reached the full potential of this goal. Yes, you may have the tangible goal. You might be a full-time coach making great money, but you don't feel that freedom and peace that you set out thinking coaching would bring you closer to because now you're still doing something that you don't really want to do. You're doing the sales calls. So this is your opportunity to check in. How can I create the freedom for which I set this goal in the first place by refining and reflecting on how far I've come and then releasing what is holding me back. I love that you use the word freedom because that's exactly what this stage is supporting you with. It is freeing your mind from the chatter. It is allowing you to create space for more creativity. And so this is the space, like you mentioned, that is full circle where we rinse and repeat. Now you're refining what is working and what is not working. Now you're going to go back to phase one with, well, now what do I want to create to support what it is that I'm already doing? You're constantly going back and refining, reflecting, implementing, researching, and continuing to grow exactly what it is that you want. And before I even get there with the whole circling back to 
close out more of what the integration process looks like. So to integrate means that you are taking a concept and having it become who you are. It is the embodiment of who you are. So when something is integrated, it actually shifts you on a personal level. It creates a new habit. It creates a new perspective. It can even shift your personality. And so this is what organically happens when you have followed these steps and you have done the steps every day, taken action every day so that you can obtain what it is that you want, it naturally becomes you. It is second nature. It is no longer something that you have to consciously work on. You naturally just show up in that way. And that's what makes it easier to start back into the first phase again of, well, now what do I want to create? That's such an interesting but powerful point because the becoming is actually what creates space for you to get back into the mind of initiation. Mm -hmm. This is where now we've taken what was in our minds all the way into our being is a part of who we are. So we no longer need to constantly think about it. We don't need to spend our brain energy on it in the same way to ensure that we stay consistent because our body and our soul just knows it. So this then gives us the room to go back to that exploration, to thinking broadly, to experiencing all of the potential and just going back through the cycle. I really love how full circle this is. Yes. And so a practice that I would love to recommend for the integration phase is journaling. It's really about the reflecting So whether it is journaling in nature, journaling at home first thing in the morning in your morning pages, asking yourself, what am I doing that feels good? Is what I'm creating still in alignment with my highest self? When it comes to integration, In my journaling experiences, this is when I really connect with my guides. This is when I start asking, is there anything that I'm still missing? Or am I being 100% honest with how I'm feeling about where I'm at? Because I don't know if anyone else has this, but for me, I get very attached to the goals that I've set out for myself. So then once I've achieved it, I don't want to admit that there's anything wrong with it because I don't want to let go of all of the hard work that I put in to get there. And so a really important part of integration for me is to ensure that I'm getting really honest with how I feel about where I'm at so that I can truly go through that process of shedding any remnant stagnant energy. And it's also really about taking a moment to celebrate how far you've come. So in that journaling, more than a prompt, really reflect on the entire journey. Journal a little autobiography for yourself. Start with where you were and how you felt and 
tell the story of how you got to the point of where you are right now and just read that to yourself. Read your journey and reflect and re-experience it. And this is super supportive for the entire embodiment of it because you're seeing who you are today, how far you've come, and now you actually feel empowered by those hurdles and quote unquote struggles that we mentioned before and realize that those were a necessary part and actually a very beautiful part of where it is that you got to. And that brings in such a wave of full gratitude. And this gratitude is truly what becoming is all about. I love the space that you're getting everyone into in the space of reflection to be rooted in exactly where they are and to accept and appreciate and be grateful for exactly where they are because they've put in the work. Some additional prompts that I would recommend during this process, because I'm all about just refining well, what actually happened? How can I make it better? I'm constantly in a space of solution and wanting to better what has already been done. So some of the things that I would journal on is what distractions occurred during this process and how can I make sure to prevent the distractions? And another one is what did I learn in this whole process? And it's a full self-reflective space of knowing how you showed up in the whole process. And this is what is going to allow you to continue to start the cycle again with a slate of knowing that you have a game plan to prevent distractions and also knowing how you showed up the first time around and how you can show up differently, whether it's more accepting, more open, more limitless, what type of work do you need to do to make the flow even easier for your journey? So I feel like we shared a lot of magic. Yeah. (laughs) Beautiful and tangible practice. I would love for you to bring it all home and summarize so that We're all walking away, truly understanding how we can move through this five-step process. Yes. So in these five steps of creating the life that you want, the five I's, the first is initiate. This is the what. The second is intention. This is your why. The third is investigate. This is your research and development. The fourth is implement. This is where you're going to execute the action plan that you've created. Number five is integrate. And this is the space where you receive, rest, and reflect. So with that, I know that we shared so much with you all today. And we will be providing you with resources in the description. And of course, just know Ayana and I love to support you. We love to support our community. 
So just know that you can reach out to us if you have any questions, anything that you need clarified, or if you just want to connect. We are creating this for you. And so we would love to hear from you and we would love to support you in any way that we can. If you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we loved creating it, then please take a moment to write a review on your preferred podcast host or share this episode with a friend who you think would love it too. This helps us spread the message and as a way to show our gratitude, we'll send you not one, but two meditations when you email us a screenshot of your review. Be sure to take the screenshot before submitting and you can find our email in the description. We also like to invite you to subscribe to stay up to date on the newest episodes which come out on every second and fourth Thursday. Be sure to tag us in your socials when you share about the podcast because we really love connecting with all of you. Thank you so much for listening and taking the time with us today. We appreciate you. Namaste. Namaste.